You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, hey, what do you say? We do a podcast on a Tuesday. I have barely moved today, so I say hello to Al. If you haven't had enough Jerry Recco from the one-hour pregame uh, warm-up show to the four hours of Jerry with Sal, you get a little extra Jerry in the post-game podcast, then you're back tomorrow with Sal for one more day of this, yes? Uh, yes, yeah. absolutely. So you sat in today with uh-huh. us. Do you like it or spike it? I like it, Jerry, of course. Well, no, you don't have to say oh. it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Right. No, I do like I'm it. I'm not going to get – I'm not sensitive. It's fine. I, I do, do see a lot of people uh, who aren't familiar with Sal asking why he's shouting, but to me <laughs> – that's energy. I don't oh. see that as a talk show host shouting. Sal is and always has been one of the most energetic people I yes. have ever met. That's what I want in a talk show yeah. host. Yeah. Oh, he's he's great. When I did all these football games with him, he would be the type like you'd almost at times tone him down because you know if you if it's the wrong place, you know, like a random completion for nine yards, we don't need to be over the top. That's just genuinely his personality, and I love the guy. So I'm I'm glad he's in. Yes, me too. Very energetic. Jerry, I got a um, a Twitter direct message from a, a different person named Sal. It's not okay. your Sal. It's not the Sal we just had on. But he, he sent a very detailed email to me with photos, and I thought it was interesting to bring up. Okay. So he sent photos of some of the female anchors on the NHL network. Sure. And all of the photos he sent to me, the girls are in mini skirts, short shorts. Like I'm saying, like I'm looking I know. I know. six inches higher know. than the knee. Yes, I know. One girl's in a, a one girl's in a couple concert T-shirts. And his point was, his question was this: He's saying, wondering what your thoughts and opinions are on the attire that many female hosts on the sports networks wear on TV. I'm a constant viewer of NHL Network, and he goes on to list some of the hosts, uh, female host names. says, I'm not a prude at all. In fact, I'm all about wearing all different types of fashion and dress. I'm a very rock and roll, grungy guy. I find it odd that many of these female hosts are allowed to wear this type of clothing, which some would say is risque, yet the male hosts have to wear a suit and tie. Uh, he says uh, some of these uh, hosts look like they're going clubbing rather than hosting a professional sports show. Again, I'm all for them wearing what they want, but shouldn't the male host also be able to show up on camera wearing what they want, like a pair of jeans and a muscle shirt, tank top, show off the biceps, the same way that females are able to wear short skirts showing off their legs? It's a great question. Yes, and it's a dangerous topic too. Yeah, um, I do yeah. say I heard Craig on the air the other day talk about uh, 
TV shows and how the one thing he would be completely against if he were to get a TV show is he refuses to wear a shirt and tie and a jacket because that's what all that's what they have all men wearing on these TV programs. Really he said, become you don't the standard dress like that. Yeah, it's like the standard. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. There's a part of me that I, I don't mind it because it looks very professional. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's like I'm looking right now at CBS Sports Network and they're running college basketball. I think the March to March is the name of the show. Um, right. You know, John Rothstein is in a suit. I don't know who the other uh, male on the panel is. He's got a jacket on, but he's got more of the mock turtleneck underneath, more casual. And it looks like he's wearing jeans, but, you know, the jacket makes it look just professional. Um, and the ladies that are on the show are dressed very professionally, not what you're um, direct message, not to the question of, you know, it's not short skirts or anything like that. Very Mini professionally look. Yeah. No, they're just very professionally. And the set just looks good. So I think there's a part of me that likes it. Um, but I understand the notion of, I don't want to say dressing down into a t-shirt and shorts, but I think there can also be a good casual, you know, business casual type of look that would work as well. I think there's a, there's a nice balance between the two. Like I bet that Troy Aikman would look good if he, even if he wasn't wearing a shirt and tie, just casual Troy Aikman. I'm sure he would too. But then you know, do you want Troy Aikman looking like he's going to go hit the links in a golf shirt? Um, mm. It would work, I guess, because you know we see that in baseball. You know, we see Gary, Keith, and Ron wear the polo shirt, and Michael K and David Cohn they'll wear the, the the polo shirt for a game. It looks fine. You know, yeah, it I don't could mind work. the polo shirt. Right, but now let me ask you this: is is that all of a sudden a uniform too? Yes, it is right because anytime you have to wear something. So this guy's saying like these the the female uh, anchors on NHL Network seem to be able to wear whatever clothing they choose. Well, I think part of that is I don't think, I don't believe there's like a given woman's work suit. Right, there's not a standard there's dress not. for women. Like the suit has become standard for the man. There's yes. I don't think there's something like that for the woman and. To your point, and I have thought about this too, and I, I don't know what the answer is. There is a lot of sex appeal that is basically put on certain shows. This guy mentioned MLB Network as well, though all the photos he sent me were from the NHL Network. Well, most of the, I believe, it's owned by the same company. And oh, I believe right. the same uh, female hosts and some of the male hosts cross over. They do baseball and hockey? Yes. I'd be clueless. I'm almost certain. Well, you say that, but if that's all you had to worry about was baseball yeah. and hockey and you could ignore basketball and football and that was your deal, uh, I'm trying to think. I know and for they, a fact some of them cross over because I've seen they, it. And if they could put something on the um, teleprompter for me to read directly, that'd be awesome. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's usually what you get. I mean, you're always yeah. reading off the teleprompter and TV for the most part. I'm going like to see. Like, if I was a young. A uh, male host, and I was muscular. I would like to wear a muscle shirt. Show off these guns. What am I doing in the gym? So one name I'll give you it off. that I know for a fact is an NHL network and an MLB network host is Kelly Nash. Kelly Nash, I mean. Um, she has a, she's done quick pitch uh, on the weekends. She was one that was named in this email. Yes, very attractive female for sure. Um, Alexa Dat. Is NHL Network and MLB Network? That is Peter Rosenberg's wife, by yes, the way. Yes, Alexa Dett. She used to do uh, work with the Mets. Yes, as an in-stadium. Yes, she. Yes, yes. Uh, Jamie Hirsch has been. She's mostly NHL Network, but I have seen her on MLB Network. 
anybody else here or is that it? That might be it. And in terms of the guys, uh, I mentioned Kelly Nash. I just came across her. Jackie Redmond. I don't know her on MLB Network, only NHL Network. And in terms of the guys, you know, I don't know that any of these guys have done. They're really more any more hockey centric. Do you know Lauren Gardner? I don't. I saw her. I do not know her. I don't All know right. if she has. So she must be NHL Network only. She might be. I mean, most you're an MLB Network kind of guy, Jerry. Well, that's how I know. But that's how I know what the guy's talking about. Right. And then I've seen the crossover, and I'm like, wait a second. She moved and she left networks, and then the next day she's back on MLB Network. It's like, oh, okay. And then you find out that. They've crossed over the two networks. Right. I think MLB runs the NHL portion. You're right. I think. They took over there. They did. They took over that. Like Fran Charles, that. he has worked on MLB Network for sure, and he's on NHL Network too. So there's one that's crossed over. Scott Braun, we know for sure, and he's mostly MLB. They have him on the NHL Network now. So that's, that's part of the deal. But, you know, there are a female reporters covering the NFL and they they seem to dress conservatively the same way that the men dress on the on those programs. Yeah, I guess um that's Kim probably Jones doesn't right. show up in a mini skirt to do. Yeah, and I you know Jane Slater we talked about her a lot today. Yeah. I don't feel like she has. I'm trying to think who the other ones are. Um what's her name? I can't think of the girl. I can't pronounce her name. She's another one that I think you're probably right, very conservative. I I don't know if it's a look that the networks look for or if that's just the way the girls dress. I don't know. Hmm. But, you know, and I'm not sure what the guy wants you to say with his question and by sending that stuff to you, but it is interesting. He just wants to know, like like he said, he le- he's a rock and roller. He likes to dress rock and roll. Why don't we let the men wear some yeah. something other than a suit? Well... Here's what I know. We've never suit. been told what to wear here, so that's always nice. That is true. I've, I've, I've always kind of find that odd that no one has ever said to us, don't wear this, wear this, or sure. why didn't you shave, why didn't you trim up, like no, nothing. No, just no shorts. There were, <laughs> that's it. There were, there were a couple of times where Craig wore like some sort of weed t-shirt. Yes, on TV, that, uh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I where it was remember. like the Adidas logo, but instead of the Adidas logo, it was a weed uh-huh. leaf. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Tremendous. Yeah, that day I remember them not being thrilled about. But even then, they didn't be like, take your take the shirt off. Right. You know, they they still, let it go. They still like rolled with it, yeah. What else do I have here, Jerry? Mm-hmm-hmm. This was an interesting story. A Nike executive, a higher-up Nike executive, a woman, she uh, resigned after they found out her son was purchasing large sums of Nike sneakers and then selling them on a secondary oh. market website. Oh. And they found out it was him because he was using her credit card. Oh, no. <laughs> Dummy. I guess he was taking some of the rarer Nikes, the harder to get ones. That or he was was, buying them for cost. Yeah, yeah. But it said the website he was selling them on, he was set like, um, I guess. Was he he selling them on StockX? No, he had his own website. It's his own thing. Oh, okay. Uh, But he said they were were like selling for a premium price. So something makes me think they weren't just your regular going to Foot Locker and get a Nike pair of Nikes. Like it seemed like these were. Harder to find Nikes. But he was he, using his mom's in to get them probably yeah, at cost. And you're right. And then selling them for a profit. Yeah. So as soon as that was found out, she oh, resigned. That's tough. Imagine you got this great, great job yeah. and then that happens. Yes. 
And if you're buying that for nothing, are you not looking at your credit card bill? Well, maybe she was in on it. Oh, well, that's a different you know story. What I mean? Maybe well, then, you know what? Then using, she should resign. Yeah, it seems like she was in on it because she she resigned quickly. Man, see ya. In other news, Jerry, things are getting a little easier to trick the carpool lane, thanks to us having to wear masks. People are putting uh, baseball hats or winter hats on plus a again? mask on the mannequins, and it's <laughs> fooling a lot more people because of the mask. I'm you sure can't it is. see that it's a plastic face. Yeah, how could you? I would think of doing something like that. The mask has been really clever in that, not clever, but it's been useful that no one really, people don't really recognize you anymore. If you have a baseball cap on and a mask that's covering your mouth and your nose, you can walk freely. But it's tough too because you don't know who's a troublemaker. I used to like, I could feel like I could judge someone by their face. Well, that's why I always tell you, I feel like I'm ready to rob a bank every time I get out of the car. Yeah, now wherever, no matter what town you're in, someone's in a hoodie, sunglasses, and a mask. Yeah. And now think it's three o'clock in the morning. Like I this morning went to Wawa. You're looking at everybody walking in. All right, is this the guy? (laughs) And I had to go because I I actually had to get, I didn't get home from the Rutgers game last night until it was probably, it wasn't too late. It was around 10-ish. And I'm like, dude, I get gas now. I'm like, no, I just want to go home and go to bed. I'll deal with it in the morning. And then I get in the car in the morning. Oh, I should have got it last night. Did and you pick up Wawa coffee? I did, and I thought there? of you, and um, I wasn't poisoned, so everything was fine. All right, that's good. And the stirrers now are in are wrapped in plastic. I have heard, not at my quick check. Oh, really? Yeah, the quick oh. check still has the grab and hopefully- Oh, no, no. I mean, listen to this dog. I, I hear her, and she's got to go out. Uh, the Wawa has doing? wrapped individually wrapped stirrers Yeah, I like now. that. I like so that's an individually okay. wrapped stirrer. And I actually opened up the creamer this morning, so I felt pretty good about that. Oh, and I also read that uh, oat milk will now be available. It's official nationwide at Starbucks. Oh, how exciting. Oat milk. Mm-hmm. I've never had it. Uh, I like oat milk. as a, if, you, if you're trying to stay away from dairy, I like almond milk, but I like unsweetened almond milk. And See? the regular almond milk at these places is regular almond milk, which I don't like. I find the unsweetened, it tastes like, it tastes like water. Mm. But the oat milk, very nice, Jerry. It's I will like try a, the oat milk. It's like a regular milk. It's, it's creamy. I will try that. Because I need mm, something creamy. like that for the shakes I'm making. And did you hear me call into uh, Carton and Roberts yesterday? I did. I called in to yell about uh, they. They still some people were still not getting it. I don't understand how it's. Well, hard you motivated to me to look at my cutting. You did motivate me to look at my bill yeah. again, and I will come down to it's a very strange conversation to have. Yeah. Because I agree with you, on one hand, and on the other hand. I still will say the cable is the best bargain out there. Right, because these the streaming services are doing the same thing. They're bundling Correct. things. And, and I think part of the bundling is if you want to do individual channels, it's going to cost you a fortune. Yeah, people are not grasping the fact that uh, I know for the most part, Yes gets 6 to $7 per person. Now, how is that? Now, this would be my question to you. How yeah. is that possible? Because I just, I have my bill. I actually printed it out. Yeah. I am charged a regional sports fee okay. of $8.08. So that how is know. Yes getting all that? I know whenever Yes has those disputes, unless that right. that, that, that that it always gets to that, that's the, you know, that always comes out where it's like they're looking between 6 and $7 per subscriber. I, it doesn't, well, per subscriber. So now, now you bring up what I choose to purchase as an add-on is my sports pack. Mm-hmm. I pay $17 a month extra for my sports pack. Okay, so that might be in there. 
But that I'm choosing to pay. That's right. different than ESPN. That's part of your basic cable right. where they're getting a rate. But to that end, like I don't want ID channel, but I'm paying for it. Right. Like it kind of goes both ways. Yeah. And my point was if, if let's say yes is getting, let's say, let's even say $5 sure. for every person that has cable. Yes is taking $5 of that bill. If it ever got down to where they can, where you can pick and choose what you want, tons of people are not going to take you. Oh, absolutely. But I don't think they are getting $5. Like, I don't know where, because I'm looking at my bill, like, I don't know where that would be coming from. Like, that to me is why I'm paying the extra 17 a month. It could just be in your regular cable bill. But my cable bill is only $63. Like, that's where I'm so confused by it. Yeah, like I'm paying my cable bill. And again, I got to get rid of the add-ons and the modems and the route and all that stuff. Cause that stuff adds up to another God, $70 or something. But like my bill for the internet, I know forget the phone, technically the phone, but I don't, we don't use it, but let's just say the internet and my cable is one twenty three a month. So right. I cut it in half because the internet has got to be at least worth half that. No, I would think so. Yeah. That means I'm paying roughly $65 a month for cable plus the $17 that I add on for the sports pack. Right. But you it's don't so know what you get in your sports pack. No, I, but I assume I buy that for MLB network and NHL network and those things that aren't basic. I know ESPN is part of the basic cable and I right. know for sure they're getting a fee from everybody. No doubt. Yes. And they're getting about $7 a person. No question. Not arguing that at all. But I, these regional sports networks, if I'm paying a, I'm paying a regional sports network fee of $8, which should cover MSG, yes, NSNY, I would think. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I don't the know. sports That's pack. That's a good question. I don't know. It's all, it's so confusing. I, but all I will continue to say is the more I look at it and the more things cost, best bargain around. Right. I get 260 channels for $63 a month. Correct. And your, and your, uh, Internet. And the internet's another 60. Exactly. On the internet. On the internet. All right, Jerry, let's do, uh, you've done enough. I I agree. Yes, I agree. Uh, Let's do the warm-up show here, and then we'll catch you back here tomorrow morning, you and Sal, yes? I look forward to it. All right, Jerry, well, first I'll see you at 5 a.m. With the warm-up show. The warm-up show. We will see you tomorrow. So? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Come on, campus. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't Well, suck. some days you might get just a little bit more of us. It's a few minutes after 5 o'clock. It is a Tuesday. I am in very windy New York City as stuff was blowing all over the place. Me and the Eddie Scazzeri and down the Jersey Shore where it's always windy. It must be like a typhoon down there. Well, that's not right. That's not proper. But whatever. His name is Al Dukes. He's with his dog, Whimsy. What's up, Al? How are you? Good morning, Jerry. Yes, the wind blew. Actually, the wind blew a uh, bag of micro uh, microwave popcorn past uh, us this morning. Was it she, buttery? 
Uh, I think it was the buttery one. It was in. I didn't. It was an empty package, but the dog grabbed it as it went by and then uh, discarded it a few uh, moments later. There's no popcorn in it. No popcorn in it. Uh, So yeah, it's one of those days where uh, New York City. A great day to be walking the dog at four a.m. Oh, it's terrific, Jerry. It's. Let me look. It's 25 degrees and windy. I believe the wind chill was three is what I heard coming in. I heard even the rats uh, stayed in the sewer today in New York City. That's how windy and cold it was, Jerry. Even the rats don't even want any part of it. It's a very good point, Al. I didn't see a rat coming in. I usually see them every single morning around the garbage bags, every day. Well, yeah, and uh, they you know what? The rats really love warm weather. Like They love June, July, August. They can come out, get in the smelly garbage, chew them around. They have to eat. Yeah, rats got to eat, Jerry, but when it's ice cold out and windy, the rats will stay inside. If you are a big Jerry Recco fan, today is your day. You got Jerry from 5 to 6 here on the warm-up. Then from 6 to 10, Jerry will be teamed with Sal Licata as Boomer and Gio are taking a couple's retreat. And uh, (laughs) they'll be gone the next two days. Oh, there you go. Tomorrow, too. Look at that. Tomorrow, as well. It'll be you and Sal Licata. And you and Eddie are here as opposed to when you abandoned us in the summer. Right. Exactly, Jerry. So it's not often you get to work back-to-back shows with two handsome bald men, but today will be your day. (laughs) That's exactly right. Looking forward to it. I was uh, going through Twitter, as I do in the morning, Jerry, to see what's going on, like what's got the pulse of the people as far as sports things. And, yeah. uh, last night, uh, the Nets did win. They did. Uh, James Harden on a roll, as the headline says, as he heads into Houston tomorrow Houston. night, right? Yeah, his former stomping grounds. His former stomping grounds. And I see Evan Roberts tweeting last night, I'll eat my crow, I don't care. Thank God Sean Marks traded for James Harden. He's yeah. all on board. <laughs> yeah, I I'm a loser. And it's fine to be on board, there's no question. And he's I'm been he's been playing off the charts ridiculous. Fact of the matter remains, though, if they don't win an NBA championship, we will look back and say it was a failure. Truth. And and that is when you do this and you've got three superstars like they have, there is no there's no tomorrow. I mean, you've got these guys for this year and next year. That's all we know of because after that you've got options. Where there's, you know, these guys can leave and become free agents and all that. So you've got to make it work and while the East isn't great, I don't think it's going to be easy getting through Philadelphia. Assume they have to get through Philadelphia. I don't think the Bucks will be easy to get through. And then you look at the West. The West is really good. So even if you get to the NBA title, you know, the NBA championship series, doesn't mean, you know, the NBA finals doesn't mean you're going to win a title. Like this is it. This is your chance. You better go out and do it. So Evan can say that and I I am with him. This has worked out better than I anticipated because it's worked out faster than I thought. But until they win, it's not a success. It's just not. Evan was, uh, prior to this, complaining that James Harden was fat and all he does is dribble. He I does he dribble wants a that lot. Back. He still doesn't look like he's in tip-top shape, but my God, he is good. He is fun to watch. I will say that. I yes. mean, he can drive. He can. Here's what you know, watching him as much as I have now since he's come to Brooklyn. He's got the move where he's, you know, beyond the three-point line. And he will sit there and dribble, dribble, not fat, 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 but dribble, dribble. And then he'll go between the legs like real quick. And he's either going to do one of two things. He is going to blow right by you or he's going to pull up and hit the three. And it's it's almost predictable, but you don't know which one he's going to do. And he very rarely passes off that between the legs. Key, I know you watch a lot of Nets basketball. Oh, Al. big time, Jerry. I'm locked in when on the Yes Network. When you watch their next game when they play Houston, yeah. I want you to watch for that. Tell me I'm right or wrong. Okay, about the dribbling part, mm-hmm, going between people. Mm-hmm. And what he does, mm-hmm, Jerry, shooting the three mm-hmm. or driving. 
How about Nick Claxton? Nick Claxton, he's terrific. Did you, I mean, all kidding aside, you sounded like you watched a little bit. Did you I or did no? not watch the Nets game, oh. Jerry. What am I, some type of idiot? I had to catch up on 90 Day Fiance and part two of Woody Allen versus Mia Farrow documentary. Oh, all right. I, no, I honestly thought you watched a little bit of it oh. last night. All right, never mind. I can pretend. No, you can't because you have no oh. idea who and what Nick Claxton I does. No. I read the headlines, Jerry, and the headline saying James Harden's on a roll. He's heading into Houston, triple-double, seventh of the season. I see Evan being all happy. It's and surface stuff, Jerry. I'll I, be honest with you. Yes, it's just it. I'm scratching the surface here. I'm <laughs> counting on you and Sal to really break it down at 6 oh, o'clock. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. And yet you did five hours with me once. I did. Yeah. That's right. All right. uh, Jerry, um, talk of uh, baseball season was there was some talk about balls and or are the balls going to be dead or the balls going to be alive. Uh, there was some talk that Major League Baseball had too much of the home runs uh, that they wanted to deaden the balls a bit. Garrett Cole and the Yankee staff was complaining, we haven't got to touch the balls. We haven't squeezed the balls. Uh, <laughs> so now Gary Sanchez did yesterday. <laughs> Gary Sanchez crushed the ball, Jerry. So here it is. Uh, Garrett Cole says he noticed – not a whole lot of difference, right. and uh, neither did Gary Sanchez. I'll let who... you know at the end of the year. <laughs> we'll probably know by. hit one over the batter's eye in center field. Yeah. I, it, that, it was unreal. Like, that ball was hit so hard and so far, I think you knew off the bat it was gone, and the announcers aren't even there, and you could right. tell. You knew it, Jerry. I mean, I didn't know it, but it certainly sounded like they did. Like you've got was it, it was Michael Kay and David Cohn did the game on yes and it was almost like right off the bat they knew the ball was gone. Oh yeah. That's impressive. It is weird like with the first couple times you go to a baseball game or if you don't go in person a lot and a, a routine fly ball to center field you think's a, a goner. Isn't that true? Yeah, cuz you see the ball hit in the air you're like, "Oh my god." Or how about when you get one to the wall? And you think it's just a mammoth home run. Yeah. And then the left fielder just casually is drifting back. <laughs> it's like, my God. And then you yeah. realize how, like the Stanton home run at City Field. You know that one when he was at the Marlins that's all yes. the way in the upper deck, like 10 rows from the top? You realize how far he hit that ball? When you pretty, look, I'm going to say once, pretty far. Yeah. Oh, man, Jerry. Man. If I could just get a hold. If I knew a hanging curveball was coming. I, I and know. it hung up there, Jerry. I would take it deep. This is the year we will do the Al Challenge. Me against little kids? Uh, no, my 16-year-old team, not 16? little kids. Yeah, 16. Well, they're adults by now, Jerry. No, no, I thought no, I was going to no, face 10-year-olds. No, no, no. The problem with that is I have to put them beyond, um, behind a screen, and I yeah. don't know that they can pitch that way. Because here's, a, I got a news for the 16-year-old that's going to be pitching to me. First one goes back to the box just to let him think about it. Yeah, I can't do that. See, with the 16s, I've got a no couple idea. of pitchers when they warm up, you might poop yourself. I'm going to wear one of those. They're a little, Jean, wild. They're a little wild. I'm going to wear a Giancarlo Stanton helmet, the one with, that um, goes across his jaw. Yeah. Like, I'm more concerned in, in that situation for you than I am them. All right. Because I don't know what your reaction time is at this oh, point. It's, it's quite good, Jerry. And like the reactions of a cat. I've got one kid that throws up, up near 80, which is not 100 miles an hour by any stretch. But high 70s when you haven't hit it in a while, and he's kind of wild, Yeah, I'd be like concerned I, for you. When I go to the uh, batting cages sometimes, yeah. you know, in the summer I like to go to the batting cages. And uh, if, if I go into the one that throws 70 miles an hour, it's looking like Nolan Ryan's throwing over that machine. <laughs> well, that's what I'm going to do for you. I mean, that's what one of my guys is going to do. And we're going to put you out there. And we're going to get it done. We're going to get Izzo to come over from done. his home in Staten Island. Okay. He will video it. And we will see. Now, you got to get a base hit. 
Just putting the yeah. bat on the ball is nothing. No, I if agree. You pop it up to first base, no. nothing. I'm going to get a, a a base hit for sure. I want. I need to see a ground ball up the middle into center field or a line, line drive. drive in the gap or something. Line drive in the gap. That's what I'm going for. All right. Big news yesterday in the NFL, Jerry. J.J. Watt has signed a deal what? with the Arizona Cardinals. Yes. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm more <laughs> with uh, Gio on this where I think he's done. See, here's why I disagree. Who cares? Here's why I'm with with Boomer on this. And I went back and looked this morning because I wanted to make sure I knew you what I was. did some tape study on J.J. Watt? I didn't do tape study. I did the whole. So G's point was, and Boomer said he's going to come in and be a pass rusher in passing downs. And then G said, well, why are we paying him so much money just to play, you know, half the time? Well, I went and looked. Most pass rushers don't play every snap. Like they play 50 to 60% of the snaps. So it's not really unusual. And like I went and looked at Chase Young. Now he's a young kid. So he, if you look from his game to game numbers, he plays anywhere from 50 to 75% of the snaps. That's a kid who's 23 years old. And he's not out there every every snap. Yeah, he should be in there eighty percent of all and the, snaps. And minimum. you know what, Al? And there were games where he was out there for eighty three percent of the snaps. But then there were also games fifty seven percent. My point is, if JJ Watt can be out there for fifty percent of the snaps and be productive, then and if the Cardinals win, then it's worth it. But I, I don't think saying he's only going to play fifty percent of the snaps means he's not playing. I, if you look at it from defensive ends. You know, and and pass rushers, maybe a little more than fifty percent, but they're not out there every snap. They're just not. So you're saying that's the way NFL defense goes these days. I think that's part of it. Yeah, I mean, you've got like I know the Cowboys, for instance, have gotten to a point where they will rotate their front four. Sometimes they'll play a series and then go sit out a series because they've got depth and they're not out there every single play. In some cases, you got guys that'll play thirty percent of the time. But they'll be out there in certain situations to do what they do best. Yeah, I don't like when I see a guy either on offense or defense make a huge play and then immediately come run out. off. I'm like, the guy's got momentum now. I, Let's go. I couldn't agree with you more. You're absolutely right. But it's a different game. It's a different time. It's a different game. So I listen, he got twenty three million dollars guaranteed. I know it's fit was a fifteen and a half per year, I guess, for the two years. So as you would say, Al. Hey, good for him. Hey, good for you. Now, he said one of the reasons why he chose Arizona was because of Kyler Murray. Sure. Which then makes me, I'm very confused about the Arizona Cardinals being in the mix for Deshaun Watson. I wasn't aware they were. Uh, yeah, they're one of the teams. Because, so they're going to uh, trade Kyler Murray I don't, to Houston? I don't, I don't know. It just, it doesn't make sense. Like, I think Evan has that as one of his teams that he thinks Deshaun Watson's going to. I it was either why. Evan or Craig. Yeah, they're like still in the mix for it doesn't make sense. Like I thought Kyler Murray was in like the MVP uh, category where people think that he'll be of that Yes, of that type caliber. As he gets, yeah, as he gets uh, more yeah. mature. That doesn't make sense. I had not seen that. That one's new to me. I mean, you know, the the team still whether you like it or not, I believe is the Jets because of the haul that Houston can require and request from New York because they're they have so many draft picks and good draft picks. I don't know what Arizona's situation is there, but I would think Murray would have to go back to Houston in that deal. And JJ Watt will get to play Houston this very season. Nice. Okay. Cardinals have the uh, Houston mean, Texans on DeAndre the DeAndre Hopkins gets to play them. Oh right. Well, it's yeah. gonna be a beatdown probably by the Cardinals. I would certainly think Houston's not going to be very good. That's fair to say. Especially if they don't have Deshaun Watson, either from a trade or he's just 
hanging out on his couch not playing for them. Uh, if you had to make a bet, if you went to BetMGM or FanDuel yeah. or any of these places, okay. and you had to make a bet what team Deshaun Watson's on week one, hmm. Texans or the field, what are you taking? The field. So you think that they will? See, I agree with you. I think they're going to move him the week of the draft. That's what yes, I think. I agree. So you think he'll be gone too? Yes. Oh boy, a lot can't of have a dis- Can't have a disgruntled quarterback. No, you can. No, you can. And he'll probably hold out. And then at some point, the team will win because he's not going to give up. What is? I don't even know. I know he makes a lot of money. What's his salary? Do you know? No idea. He Eddie, makes can one you Google billion that really dollars. Just Google it. I would, Google it. I'm standing up. I can't. I, I believe I, he makes a lot of money. We can get the here's what to do. We'll take a break. I'll get the figure for you, and we'll put into perspective how much money he would forfeit if he decided to sit out. Right. It's a lot of money. Let's just leave it there. We're just getting started. Quarter after five. A little bit beyond that. Uh, Sal will join me at the top, but it's Alan Jerry until six here on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Doo-Doo. No, no, it's not Radio Doo Doo. 522. We have lost Al for the moment. But I'm here. Back. Oh, he's back. He's back. He's back. So I looked during the break, Al. So here's the deal with Deshaun Watson real quick, and then we'll move on. So he would have to forfeit. If he didn't play this year, he would forfeit like $25 bucks. Yeah. Now They say he's going to do it, Jerry. He might. But you tell me. If he actually sat out the entire year, is he ready to walk away from that paycheck? Now, part of part of that you could say, well, he's made so much already, he can afford to do it. That's still a prime year of your career and a lot of money you're saying no to just because you don't like the team you play for. Maybe he thinks, like, uh, who was the running back, uh, Bell, who uh, sat out for a year? Maybe he thinks, like, hey, listen, uh, let me ask uh, you I'll heal a whole nother year. Do you think it's worked out well for Le'Veon Bell? No. Never I've heard of like, him after he left the Jets. Right. He he wound up going to Kansas City with who didn't need him and he barely played. Yeah, so I I get that comparison. I don't I don't think it makes sense though. It doesn't work. Hey, Le'Veon Bell, nice to hear from you. Never again. <laughs> right. Here's an interesting story out of uh, the NFL media world. Oh, okay. Oh, see is this Jane Slater? Yeah. See if you saw any of this. What do you think of it? NFL Network reporter Jane Slater. She put out a tweet out there saying that there was a Dallas area a media company that was looking for an intern yeah. an unpaid internship to help with uh you know some of these remote yep. sets where uh, with proper lighting for Zoom how mm-hmm. to set up Zoom calls this sort of thing was an unpaid uh internship uh it was going to last about 6 weeks and this is what they were looking for resume builder Resume builder, as uh, many of us worked for free uh, in this business, many or times for, over, or for very low pay. Well, it, it it ignited a Twitter storm of people who are against these media companies, whoever it was, right? Asking people to work for free. 
But I, this is what I don't understand. Some, All right. Someone has to help me with this. All right. I, I, I read deep into this and, and I and I saw both sides and I somewhat can see what they're saying. I don't, ahead, see, I don't see both sides and All I'll right. tell you why. So the tentacles that it has, if you will. So I look at myself as I did an internship here for no pay, but I got college credit for it. It was part of my college program. Yes. So instead of going to class, I got to come here and was able to put this on a resume. Now, it worked out for me. I never left, and I got hired in the middle of it. And that's been good for me, and it's been 20-something years later. But prior to that, I also did a few intern. I did two other internships, and none of them paid me, but I was able to put something on a resume. Now, the argument that I saw was this free labor thing. Let's get one thing straight, because this bothers me to no end. We don't work for a living. I have said this to you how many times, Al? This to you me say it many. is a, it's your mantra. Because I'm, but it, this oh. is this to me is a commitment and a responsibility. This is not a job. I did roofing one summer. That was work. A cop is work. A guy at a supermarket work. So when you do an internship, I don't know about you, but it was never more than thirteen or fourteen hours a week. Why can't you go work the rest of the week like I did, and most people? Yeah, and you know, Jane Slater was putting it out there saying that uh, that's how she got started, right? Doing uh, free internships yeah. or volunteering at radio or TV stations or in sports and that sort of thing. And that's how it happens. Now, one, we're in an era right now where entitlement. Well, we're, we're in an era right now where no matter what you say, someone has an argument against it. Yeah, well, it doesn't was, matter. And that what was the it point is. of my tweet the other day to you. Like, if I want to give a. Um, homeless person food someone will say how dare you as if they need your food you might find someone you know, who would say that yeah like there's people just will argue just for the sake of argument right now digging deep into the coverage of this what i read from the opposing side who doesn't want media companies giving internships or very low paying jobs is that they're saying that if you come from an economically challenged home that you cannot afford to work for free now the jerry recos of the world the al dukes of the world the jane slater of the world who did this maybe that's because you came from a privileged background that afforded but you let me go back to what i said ability. because when i worked here as an intern and i did not get paid yes. i did three shifts a week and they were, I think, Eddie, what did we do? Four or five hour shifts max, right? It was not more than that. I want to say it was 14 or 15 hours a week is what we did. Back in your time, yes. And then it was evolved to three, six hour shifts. Okay, fine. So let's go back to when I did it. It's very similar. I can tell you right now, my shift, and I think Eddie would remember this. Maybe he wouldn't. I did Tuesday night, seven to midnight. You know where I went right from my shift after here? Pathmark. 1 a.m. to 8 a.m. Right from here. Because it was important for me to try and move my career forward while still needing to make a paycheck. Well, yeah, okay. I, I'm not going to sit here and argue about my upbringing. I can't. I can't. But I will tell you that my parents raised me in a way that if I wanted something, I had to work for it, which is why I started working when I was 14. And I had to, actually, I was a janitor at 13 at my old school as a part-time job in the summer working 40 hours a week. So I always believed if you work hard, at least you'll have something for it. And so I would leave here at midnight, and I went and worked from 1 a.m. to 8 a.m. at Pathmark. I would take a two-hour nap, and then I'd have to get to my college class at noon in Jersey City. 
and I would repeat the process some days. I would work, I think I had the 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. shift on Fridays, to which I would then go home, sleep, and then I worked 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. at Pathmark. To me, I worked my, and now I had a flexible type of job. It was a supermarket job, and I loved it. I actually did enjoy it. It was one of my favorite jobs I ever had. That was actually, it was a blast. But my, I had a boss that would work with me a little bit and would alter my schedule, but I still put my, I think I was doing 38 hours. I couldn't do 40 because I wasn't full time. I think they allowed me to go up to 38 hours a week. And I did 38 hours even on top of the 15 I did here. So like, I guess my point is I don't understand why you still can't work while trying to further yourself. That's true. I worked in the hospital pharmacy when I was doing my internships. Right. I'm not like I'm not telling you to do an internship and like that's your job and you're working for. I mean, it's part of your responsibility to to better yourself. It's you know what it's like too to me. It's like when they say, you know, an, an NFL player is not getting a job because of something he did off the field, and now it's like, well, second chance, he deserves a right to make a living. Great, go get a job then, like the rest of society. Just because you can't play pro football doesn't mean you can't go get a job. Like, that annoys me, too. It's like it's not your birthright to be a pro athlete. You screwed it up. Deal with it. Right. Go work in construction like the rest of us did. Or something. Go be a bus driver. Go be a cop. Go to go to school. But, sorry, you can't play pro sport because you screwed up. That's on you. No one else. Mm-hmm. So, I Say don't know. Say it, Jerry. One, I like it. This is an interesting conversation because I really do believe you can have the best best. Of, and when I said entitlement, I look at like my son who we're I don't know why. I mean, he, I have really good kids. I am not saying anything to the contrary, but he's lazy and it drives me nuts. And it's almost as if he feel, you know, I'm like, you're 16. Can you get a job? I was 13 working. And right. so I feel like we're in a time where people feel entitled and I'm putting my family in that time, meaning my son. Correct. I see. I hear it. I, you know, I have uh, nieces and nephews. S- some of them were eager to go work as soon as they turned sixteen. Yeah. And some of them were not. Not interested. I. Yeah. It's just we. It's just a different. I don't know. It's a different mindset because, but like it, I said, I was thirteen and I was a janitor in the summer, and I couldn't wait to get my paycheck. But imagine you're Jane Slater, right? She's like, "Oh, look at this opportunity. Let me tweet this out," and then gets attacked for it. She got blasted. <laughs> She got, there's <laughs> articles written about this nationally. Yeah. I mean, she really, she got hammered. And what was interesting was everybody from our generation that has done this backed her because we all went through it. Right. That's how we got our jobs. Yeah. On our internship program, we used to be outstanding. And most of our employees, past, present, full-time, part-time, some on-air, were former interns. 100%. Yeah, to, but it's been to... destroyed. By you know, they took it away from me about I don't know what five six. It's a years while, ago. sure. It's a while. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's an interesting conversation, that's for sure. They took it away because it's, uh, at some point when the company was CBS, then there were people yes. somewhere that sued CBS because they did an internship that wasn't paid that they agreed to, and then yes, thought that they and, should be paid or something and crazy. Listen, I don't know how it was done in other parts of the company. I just know for us, we never relied upon our interns to do like you know to to survive there are some companies not just media but other companies who who used to need unpaid interns to actually you know survive and do the work but that was never the case with us it was always learning 
And if the intern didn't show up for a shift, we were fine. It of was course. totally to the benefit of the intern. It should be. But yeah. And I know what FAM, like Eddie was saying, interns turned into part-timers, part-timers to full-timers, full-timers uh, uh, then got- Almost all of us. Tried to do shifts on the air. Yeah. I look at your, you and Sal are hosting Morning Drive today. Both of you guys were With interns. Giotti. Yeah. Who's yeah. been on the show. Yeah. And, and, and CeeLo. Right, and, and Mark Malusa. How about Craig in the afternoon? And Heard Craig of him? And, and JJ. Right, on the fact. And so many others. Actually, no, JJ wasn't an intern. His he sister was. was. JJ was. I yes. thought he was just the uh, no, the winner. He, he was a yes, he was, but he was also a production intern. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, I thought he was just the fantasy phenom. I remember Caroline. That was his sister, right? Yes, I remember her. I didn't remember him doing it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. So how about that? Yes, that is the debate. I like Sweeney Murdy. I do yep. love any type of uh, media arguments type thing, so I, I think it's an interesting debate to have. But to your point, Jerry, uh, you know, you have to work and do an internship, and you can pr- probably time it out. Like, well, I would do mine. I would do my internship during the week, and then I would work on the weekends at the hospital sure. pharmacy. Sure. Yeah. Or you drug know, fair. Like I say, I was I was able to do both. I did not skip a beat in terms of my hours worked. I shifted them a little bit, but I still got my whatever it was, 35 to 38 hours a week in. And I, I, all I can say is this is what I wanted to do for a living. I couldn't wait to come in. It didn't matter to me that I wasn't getting paid. I knew at the end of that internship, I was putting WFAN on my resume. And it worked out for me for sure. But like I say, I knew that was going to be on a resume, and I thought that that would be invaluable. So to each his own, I'm not going to sit here and judge. All I will say is it worked out. It works out for a lot of people. It really does. And... It's what it is. So the just to, debate just will to, rage on. Yeah, just to get in the mix on this, I'm probably just going to yell at Gene Slater on Twitter. Just to feel like I'm involved. I am just not going to gonna yell at Gene. I just want to feel like I'm. I will get in the behind Gene Slater on this one. So I would take a break. Uh, 25 in front of six. A very fast moving uh, first hour here, or at least one hour of the warm up show, and then Sal joins us at six on the fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, let's talk more rock. All right, a little train here, 20 in front of 6, Tuesday morning. It is nice to have you with us. The Nets won in San Antonio last night. The final couple of minutes was a mess, but they wound up winning in uh, in overtime, so good for them. What else you got, Al? This song, by the way, the fellas at Drops Train. Drops of Jupiter. Drops of Jupiter put out uh, on their social media. Uh, 20 years old this week. Is it really? Yeah. You know what? We're getting old. <laughs> This is a song that made me go try to figure out how to play the piano. The piano? Yeah, because I saw the I saw Train at the MLB fan cave a okay. couple of years ago. Yeah. And now I saw that the- she's back in the atmosphere with <laughs> drops of Jupiter in her hair, hey, 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 she acts like <laughs> summer and walks like rain, reminds me that there's a time to change. Hey, hey, hey. Since the return from her stay on the moon, she mm-hmm. listens like spring, and she talks, talks like June. June. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. But tell me, <laughs> all right, you sail across the sun. <laughs> do you make thing. it to the Milky Way to do. see the lights all faded and that heaven is overrated? 
Tell me, did you fall for the shooting star? We're going to do the whole one thing. without a permanent scar. Evidently. And did you miss me while you were looking for yourself out there? Ooh, you know what? I may you know what I should do is I should take that, upload it, send it to uh, you know tag train in it, and maybe they'll retweet it for their twentieth anniversary. They might. I'll say Boomer Sison did a um, oral interpretation of drops of Jupiter. Hey, hey, hey! You know what's great though is we you could probably with the proper software, oh, yeah. get those that sound into the song for sure with the right speed, and it would work. Yeah, yeah. Like if I t- if I use the karaoke bed. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I'll just play it on piano. Maybe me and Boomer will do uh, Drops of Jupiter and send it to Train. Or you could post it, tag them, and see if they can read. Right? You know Monahan. That's right, Jerry. We're very close. Yeah, well, I would tag them are, and see. Right. And for the 20th anniversary, oh, they might find a it lot fun. of views. All right. Eddie, can you send me that? Well, Eddie's not here. Oh, no. I'll let him know. He left. <laughs> Eddie is missing. <laughs> Jerry, I'm not much of a collector. I know your co-host uh, for today, Sal Licata. He's got a whole like basement fill, filled with collectibles and figures. And yes, you've seen his. I've basement, seen that on SNY. Yes, yeah, I've seen it on like social media. He's living it up down there. He's got a movie room, but he's got like a lot of collectibles. And I and I came across something that would be a great collectible which is very reasonably priced for a one-of-a-kind item, and it comes from the Pittsburgh Steelers' Jack Lambert. Okay, what is it? He is auctioning off some personal items, including his teeth holder. You know those famous photos of Jack Lambert yes, playing linebacker course. where he'd be, like, missing his front teeth? And all bloodied, yeah. Yeah, well, I had no idea. He actually, in his day-to-day life, when he wasn't playing football, he had teeth. He would just... They were fake teeth, and he would take them out and put them in this holder, teeth holder. Teeth holder yeah. When he played, hmm. so the teeth holder uh, is uh, signed like uh, Jack Lambert Hall of Famer, and the starting bid is only three hundred dollars. Why don't you buy it for yourself? You telling me you're a Steeler fan and you don't want that in your living room as a conversation starter when people come over? Well, I would say for me, the equivalent would be like Randy White or Ed Too Tall Jones. Yeah. I yes, I would think that would be quite cool. I just don't know that it's a conversation starter. But where yeah. are you put you putting it on the coffee table? Yes. No, you're not. Right on the co- you, you right on the coffee table. You get any of his teeth? Um, his teeth holder. Hmm. It just says teeth holder. Now I, you're right. If I could get his teeth, then I'm in. I think I want the teeth. Without the teeth, I don't know. I mean, I once saved a bottle here from was it Chris Moore? I forget who. Nah, mm-hmm. it wasn't Chris Moore. Oh, George Foreman. George, George Foreman, Foreman yeah. left his Poland Springs bottle here once and his name tag. Oh. And I put the name tag on the Poland Springs bottle, and I was going to keep it, and then I threw it out by mistake. <laughs> Jack, You could have been selling that, Jerry, for $300. I could have, yes. But I don't know, a teeth holder. Hmm. I, maybe. I'm not sure. It depends on how much. I wouldn't spend more than 300 I could tell you that. It'd be so great, though. Like, if you have people over, you go, uh, like, especially if you live in the Pittsburgh area, you know, everyone's a Steelers fan. It'd be like, uh, you know, if I was having, like, a Christmas party or something. You a Steeler fan? Let me show you something. Jack Lambert's yeah, teeth holder. It's not his helmet. No, it's just even better. It's his te- Everyone's got helmets, Jerry. This is a honest. teeth holder. The more I'm thinking about it, I'm out. Like, if I see this at Booming Celebration, uh, where, where Boomer has uh, bid on this. memorabilia auction no, items, I might bid on this. You put one of those phony bids. No, I wouldn't. You'd get to the page first, hoping that someone outbids you to where you could <laughs> say you put a bid in and tried to get it. 
I drunkenly purchased Jack Lambert's teeth holder. <laughs> well, you drunkenly purchased a vacation and a helmet one, so why not? Uh, the only thing I, I, I uh, drunkenly purchased was the Troy Aikman autographed helmet. Okay, not the. I thought the vacation too. No, I, 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 I bid on that knowing we went into uh, the night wanting to bid. Oh, on that. all right, got it. I didn't realize the the Troy Aikman autographed Dallas Cowboys helmet. That was a. Uh, that was a vodka infused purchase. Oh, I got a good vodka story coming up later in the show oh, with Sal okay. that you can get involved with, and so oh, can I'd, Eddie. I'd love to get in the mix. This on is that. actually a good one because Sal's fun. Number one, number two, Eddie loves dogs, and it's dog related. Oh. And you used to love vodka, kids and pets and vodka. I didn't say anything about kids. Oh, I said pets and vodka, dogs and vodka. That's the that's where we're going with this. Okay. Uh, and Jerry, let this next story be a warning to you if you are in the illegal cockfighting business. I am not. You're not. Do you like a good cockfight? I do not. I don't like anything I think where animals terrible. where animals are fighting. You believe that still goes on? Still goes on. Uh, and here's a tragic. What if there was a sign that said "Beware of this cock"? I would not uh, go there. You wouldn't go anywhere near. Would I would you? not. There yeah, should have exactly, been a Jerry. sign for this because I saw this story. This yeah, is so, brutal. So a rooster. Killed a man. A rooster killed a man. Yeah. During an illegal cockfight in India. The owner had put a razor blade on the rooster's leg. Oh, my God. Which I was reading they do in some of these cockfights in order to make the matches go quicker. But the rooster slashed the owner in the groin with his razor leg. And just bled out, right? Dead. God. I think about the sicko that wants to put a razor blade on a rooster for it to then kill the other rooster to what win a bet? Yeah, isn't that what that usually is for? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yes, it's like uh, yeah, betting on uh, illegal cockfighting. Uh, that yeah. goes on still, Jerry. Uh, I think it yeah. goes on in New York City even. Listen, we went through the Michael Vick thing with the whole dog fight. I mean, the whole. Yes, I don't understand the mindset. I don't. I mean, of animals fighting for your entertainment. Well, I mean that, and the fact that you've got. Like, what goes through your mind that tells you this is a good idea? Like, what part of your brain is into that? Well, what we learned from the Michael Vick story was it is so ingrained in the area where he was growing up and probably <sighs> cockfighting similar situations I where it's very normal. You're a little kid. You're going to cockfights. Yeah, I guess. I, I, yeah, I guess so. I, the, the whole thing to me, I just, I don't get it, but okay. And these roosters, they're violent, these roosters. Like, they breed them to be... You know, yeah, I want no part of the rooster. Muscular, yeah. I know Allison Chains once once sung about the rooster. Here comes the rooster. I'm I'm going to pass on the rooster. Yeah, I'd be walking around like I was the cock of the walk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Were you, <laughs> Jerry? You want to do a good for you segment? <laughs> oh, I like. Yeah. By the way, when are we? What was that other segment we used to do? Good games, bad game. What was it again? <laughs> I don't I, remember. I already <laughs> forgot. Cool games. Oh, cool, cool games. games. What are we doing that? We need to do like a cool game eh. just for the. And now, okay. We'll do cool games when the NFL schedule right. comes out. Then, hey, good for you. All right. Then, hey, this is a hey, good for you segment. Aaron Rodgers has donated $1 million. $1 million. To help small businesses in his hometown of Butt County, California. Hey, good for you. Is That's it very Butt? nice. Is it Butt County, uh, Eddie? What do you think it is, Buddy? Booty? I'm guessing no. But it's, it's B U T T E. Right. So, Butte. what do you want to call it? Butte. Butte? Yeah. I think it's Butt. I think you're wrong. <laughs> Butte. Why wouldn't it be B Y U T T? How do you pronounce Butte? I love the disgust when you say something to Eddie, 
And listen, I'm the dumbest guy in the room, and I accept that. But when you say something stupid, the look on his face, it's just... Oh, <laughs> I have it here. Um, you, uh, I can play it if I'm potted up. I guess I am. Here you're it is. Talking. This is uh, how you say... Of course uh, you're potted up. This is how you say Butt County in California. Butte County. <sighs> Butte. 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 Ready? She says Butte County. Butte County. Butte County. And there's a Butte, Montana... And a butte is a, a geological formation also. A butte. Yep. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers donating $1 million. Hey, good for you! Exactly. I think that's great. Wouldn't exactly. you like to do that once? Yes. Because think about all the credit you get. Like, we're I'd talking about conference. him in New York. You would call, of course you would. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I'd make sure there was nothing else going on oh, that day so that I would get number one coverage. I would like, I'm not even kidding, I would love to be, and I can't, I would love one day to be able to like donate a lot of money to my high school and have the gym named after me. That, yeah. would, be, that oh. would be really cool. And then you live on forever. Yes. Or at least as long as the gym's there. That would be cool. That would be very cool. Meet like I your can... neighborhood hero, Al Dukes. <laughs> I get News 12 to cover me again. And you were watching this happen? I was. <laughs> I'll go back to Colonia High School with the <laughs> gymnasium named after me. Why don't you think bigger? Go to Kane College or Kane University. Yeah, you know what? What if they? What if I could donate to Kane University and they name the radio station after me? That would be cool. And he wanted to tell News 12 New Jersey all about it. <laughs> he said he wanted a key to the city in Al Duke's day in Matawan and to be hailed a hero specifically here on oh. News 12 New Jersey. <laughs> God, I remember local heroes. Oh, yeah. WFAN producer and Matawan resident Al Dukes calls himself the latter. Are, is there any part of you that's embarrassed when you hear that? Just uh, a little bit? No, because I think they all understood I was having fun with it. But no, you weren't. I will say Rebecca Granite, the reporter, came out to interview me. Yeah. And, and when they, they first turned the cameras on, and I said to her, I go, uh, so many times people say, uh, oh, don't call me a hero. I go, I am a hero. <laughs> her face was like... <laughs> Are you kidding me? Who is this loser? (laughs) (laughs) All right, quick break. 5.15. I would say I am the hero. (laughs) (laughs) That one, yeah. I am the hero. (laughs) We'll uh, we'll wrap things up in just a moment, and then Sal joins me at 6 on the fan. But right now, and I'm going to read this one straight because I got burned yesterday thinking into what Amy was talking about, and I was wrong. So I'm just going to read what Eddie wrote. Amy Lawrence, Radio.com Sports Minute, talks about an emotional return to the MLB Diamond. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, another minute or so till we get you to the top of the hour. Usually it's Boomer and Geo, but instead Sal will join me as Boomer and Geo are getting Moroccan massages, as Al tells me. What else you got, Al? Couples retreat, Jerry. Sometimes couples have to go away to reconnect. <laughs> well, listen, do what you got to do, happening. right? That's what's happening. That's what's happening here. When are we reconnecting? Um, I well, seen April, you in a year. April 7th, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, I Unless understand. Unless there's an outbreak. There's not, I think we're okay right now. Okay, if you say so. Oh, well, I, I don't know. I'm uh, just saying right now it feels like things are heading in the right direction. I'll probably I wanna make, for saying that. I want to make sure Eddie is inoculated and good to go before I come back. All right, spread well, my germs on him. We are almost there. How about the Washington football team? What a... Kicking the cojones. They're they're gonna release <laughs> Alex Smith. Yeah, thanks. The guy, thanks. See ya. Come back probably or get out. The guy had snapped his leg. He had gangrene on his leg. Yeah. The leg almost ate him. Yes. And now he's uh, gonna be looking for a team. Correct. 
Get him here, Jerry. <laughs> no, we don't want him here. No, 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 no. No, get Jets. him where? The Jets. The, 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 no. The Good Jets locker want room. Deshaun Watson. Oh. Get him here. Get him here. Bring <laughs> Makes him here. A ton of sense. Get him here, Jerry. <laughs> I, listen, I feel bad for him, but at yeah. the end of the day, he came back and was able to play football again. I feel like he could be a coach. Probably. Those guys are always good coaches. What do you mean those guys? What like guys that, that quarterbacks? well, guys who were quarterbacks who then um, get injured, right, or don't play very often, but they're in the mix all Alex the time. Smith has maybe played often. He was a starter. <laughs> Start your morning with Alan Jerry in the warm-up show at five a.m. <laughs> followed by Boomerang Geo at six.